This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Welcome to episode 18 of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I am Laura Lummer, and today's episode is Gratitude and Your Health. Saying thank you may do more than you think. Well, it is Thanksgiving week, and one of my favorite things to do when I have some extra time off is to sit around and read a good book. So during the week, I'm really totally obsessed with listening to audiobooks because I just don't have the time to sit down and read during the week. And so any of you that may have Audible or use the Audible app, you know, there's this little area where it's, it's, you've got your library and then some, I don't know, other news things you can read. And then this little thing that says me, and it gives you the statistics of how many hours you listen to books. And it kind of ranks you from, you know, amateur to professional to master. And I think there needs to be a, another level there that is literally obsessed or there's help available for you because I'm at that level. So I love to listen to them all the time, but even though I love to listen to a good audiobook, it doesn't really ever take the place of sitting down and cuddling up on the couch and just reading a good book. So before we get into everything in this episode, I want to talk with you about an amazing book that I'd love to recommend to you. And this book is called Radical Remission. It's by Kelly A. Turner, PhD. And this book is a fantastic read, whether you have cancer, whether you have had cancer, or even if you're dealing with any other form of dis-ease in the body. I cannot recommend this book enough. Um, let me give you a little bit of background about it. Dr. Turner was a researcher and counselor in integrative oncology. And while she was working on her PhD at UC Berkeley, she came across this patient who had an advanced stage of cancer. And this patient was the mother of two young children. She wasn't responding well to conventional treatments. And she asked Dr. Turner, what do I have to do to get well? And this request was really what started Turner on this research mission to discover what other patients who had been healed of cancer using complementary or alternative therapies had done to contribute to their own healing. So these people, sometimes it's referred to as a spontaneous healing. You know, doctors don't have a medical allopathic reason why these people healed. I think Andrew Weil wrote a book that was actually called that, Spontaneous Healing. And uh, Kelly Turner in this book refers to those cases as radical remissions. So what she discovered after reading more than a thousand of these cases of radical remissions and interviewing a hundred different patients, uh, I think around the world, that she discovered that there were 75 different actions that these people took. So maybe, you know, one was taking a certain vitamin or one was walking in a certain place. 
But across that spectrum of these people she interviewed, there were nine things that were common to all of the people who experienced these radical remissions. And this book is about those nine things. And it's also, it incorporates the stories of several of the survivors with respect not only to the experiences they had in their conventional medical treatments, but their journey with this alternative and all the complementary healing modalities that they came across. So the nine common lifestyle changes that Dr. Turner found were that these people all, one, radically changed their diet, two, took control of their health, three, learned to follow their intuition, four, they used herbs and supplement to support their health and their diet, five, they released suppressed emotions, six, they increased positive emotions, seven, they embraced social support, eight, they deepened their spiritual connection, and nine, they had a strong reason for living. Now, one of the reasons that I love this book is that I agree 100% with all those reasons. (laughs) These are the most common areas that I work with people on. And I was actually felt really validated (laughs) reading and listening to this book because I was just so excited to hear the stories of all of the success when people embraced these different aspects of their life. Because I know that this has a huge impact on healing, any kind of healing. And to know that changing these different aspects of getting in touch with yourself and really tuning into what you need and the incredible impact that it could have on healing cancer was fantastic. And um, I also, I felt reminded of a few areas in listening to this that I know were important to me, but I also know that I've let slip a little bit as I get further into my survival and more caught up in my busy life. So it was really inspiring and motivating to listen to the stories in this book. And it reminded me of things that I couldn't go back and focus a little more and spend more time on too. Because, you know, I don't have cancer and I don't ever intend to have cancer again, but it, it, it's keeping in touch with those aspects of our life and making sure we don't lose touch with ourselves and get too caught up in the busyness of life that we go down that slippery slope of maybe not acknowledging or being mindful of things we know are important to us to maintain our health and to prevent cancer from having an opportunity to take root in us again. So... Another thing that I really liked about this book is how Dr. Turner emphasizes taking a responsible approach to each of these steps and working with a trusted and open-minded medical team as you explore alternative or complementary healing methods. And again, whether you're in treatment or not in treatment, you always want to handle and approach your health through a responsible manner. But the bottom line here is that This book is about the fact that our bodies have this innate ability to heal themselves. And when we take the steps to create an optimal environment, the healing will begin to take care of itself. This is really important to remember. Again, even if you're in remission, continually check in with yourself to ensure that you're doing everything you can to support the healthiest version of you. 
So when you're wiped out um, after that Thanksgiving dinner and you're sitting on the couch exhausted, I highly recommend finding a cozy spot and reading or listening to Radical Remission. And as always, I will post a link to this book on the show notes uh, for your reference. So also in keeping with the theme of Thanksgiving today, I want to talk about the science of gratitude and the impact that being thankful and happy has on your health. Interestingly, this is one of the bullet points from the book Radical Remission, right? Increasing positive emotion and expressing gratitude and thanks are very positive emotions. So I want to give you some insights from Dr. Robert Emmons. He's a professor of psychology at the University of California, Davis, and he's known as the world's leading scientific expert on gratitude. He's also the author the author of several books on gratitude and emotional prosperity, and he's the editor-in-chief of the Journal of Positive Psychology. It's quite a resume. And Dr. Emmons tells us that one of the things that improves in our lives as a result of expressing gratitude is that we sleep better and longer. That's kind of unexpected, right? The reason that people get better sleep when they practice gratitude is that they generally tend to have more positive thoughts before they go to bed. And this is another reason why keeping a gratitude journal is something that's very helpful and writing in it just before you go to bed can be very beneficial for your health. In fact, there's a 2016 study that was published in Psychosomatic Magazine, and it showed that people who practice gratitude journaling had improved biomarkers and reduced inflammation compared to those who did not journal. And this study was looking at a group of people who were asymptomatic, but they had, they had heart disease, but they weren't experiencing the symptoms of it yet, and expressing gratitude helped to improve their biomarkers. Another beneficial aspect of gratitude is that when we express gratitude, you have to take the time to take some kind of an action, right? To recognize what you're grateful for and who you're grateful towards. So again, this goes back to that list of nine key factors in the book Radical Remission, embracing social support. When you're expressing gratitude or saying thank you, You're allowing others to do a kindness for you, and you're embracing that kindness rather than pushing it away. I know I have heard and experienced and had conversations with many, many women who, in treatment and even after treatment, when they really needed some support in their life, they really needed a little bit of assistance, but they pushed it away or really shut down. And, you know, that's it's a tough thing to do because. People like to help as a way of showing their love and support. And it's important, and we can see from lots of studies, that having a strong social network is something that's very important to having good health and to even living longer. So one of the stories that I really loved in the book Radical Remission was that of a successful Japanese businessman. And he had metastatic kidney cancer. And he talks about the changes that he made in his life, which really were remarkable. It was a fantastic story. And even though he was experiencing a tremendous amount of healing over a period of time, he still did have some cancer in his body. 
Then he was invited to spend a month teaching at this retreat in Scotland where people wanted to learn about what he had done to heal himself. And the coolest thing was he said he was overwhelmed with the amount of hugs that he received from the people when he got there because hugging wasn't something that was a part of his culture in Japan. And so he was blown away by all of the love he experienced when people were hugging him. And when he returned to Japan, he got a CT scan and it showed that he was completely clear of cancer. So stop saying no to people when they're reaching out to you. Don't feel like you're a burden to others, but know that when someone wants to support you, they're just showing love and let them love you before, during, and after treatment. The stronger our social connections are and the more love you have in your life, the healthier you're going to be. So here's a really cool Ayurvedic analogy also. In Sanskrit, the word sneha means love, and it also means oil or fat, fatty. So it's a very big part of a daily Ayurvedic lifestyle routine is the practice of abhyanga or oil massage. So notice here how the practice of touch and the practice of self-massage and receiving warm oil massage from professionals as well is so closely related to love. And both are foundational to good health. I remember when I was learning about Ayurveda and we were studying and looking at uh, postpartum depression. And it was so fascinating to see the staggering statistical difference between the experience of postpartum depression in our Western world and that in the Ayurvedic world in East India. But there was also this traditional practice of taking both the mother and the child and rubbing and massaging them with warm oil from birth for several weeks out, for 40 days out, a daily massage of giving love and making sure that the mom still felt cared for and fulfilled and loved just as much as the baby did. And they end up not having the experience with depression that we have here in the United States. So there's really something to be said for that that experience of touch and the expression of love. So give more hugs. <laughs> According to Dr. Emmons also, gratitude is the antidote to entitlement even at work. So here's a quote from an October 2017 article by Dr. Emmons in uh, Greater Good magazine. This article was called Three Surprising Ways That Gratitude Works at Work. And his quote is, gratitude produces higher levels of positive emotions that are beneficial in the workplace, such as joy, enthusiasm, and optimism and lower levels of the destructive impulses of envy, resentment, greed, and bitterness. Pretty cool, right? And this is, again, the practice of increasing positive emotions, right? Here are all those positive emotions, joy, enthusiasm, optimism. And that's one of the key factors that uh, these people practiced in curing themselves of cancer. So, of course, it's Thanksgiving, it's holidays, there's just an energy in the air, right, where we begin to feel more grateful and recognize things and spend more time with family and friends. But how do we keep that practice of gratitude going all through the year? You know, we do it for, what, about 
six, eight weeks around the holidays, and then we get caught up in everything else. So how do we keep that practice going once, you know, the turkey is done and everyone's left you behind to clean the dishes while they're napping and watching football in the other room and it's right on back to life? Well, there's an article called The Six Habits of Highly Grateful People written by Jeremy Adam Smith. And in this article, he outlines practices that people who are highly grateful practice all year long. So let's talk about those. The number one practice, and this is going to sound a little weird at first, is that these people occasionally think about death and lost. So that might sound a little bizarre, but if you really stop and think about it, it means that we're getting into this practice of knowing that every moment could be our last and that you never take those moments for granted. And we really have to get over this fear of death and accept that not only is death inevitable, there's only one way out of here, people, and we're all going to take it eventually. But when we contemplate it, when we surrender and accept that, it helps us to be even more grateful for the life that we live now and for the loved ones that are in our life. So we surrender to that knowledge that life is just a temporary state of being, and that helps us to be more grateful for every single moment. Number two, take time to smell the roses. So how can you feel gratitude for blessings that you don't even notice, right? It's imperative. It's so important that we take the time every single day to slow down, or God forbid to even stop, just for a few minutes, and to just notice your life. Notice the beautiful world around you. Recognize that today is brand spanking new. How exciting is that? It's a day you've never experienced, and it brings with it the potential for anything. This is the practice I've talked about so much of living mindfully, of being fully present in your life. And when you do that, you start to notice even more things to be grateful for. The smell of your morning coffee, the perfect, creamy, beautiful skin of your child or your grandchild's face. I just love looking at my granddaughter's flawless, beautiful little porcelain skin. And I'm so grateful for that and grateful that I have the opportunity to just look at and experience her. Or, you know, just the fact that your dog loves you no matter what, you know, no matter how crappy your day may have been when you come home, that dog doesn't care. He just wants to love on you. And it's the simple things like that that mean the most to us in this life. So take the time to notice them and be grateful for them. Number three, grateful people view the good things in life as gifts and not as birthrights. So like I said a few minutes ago, the antidote to entitlement is gratitude. So for instance, I consider myself to be very fortunate. I live just a couple of miles from the ocean and I often get to drive along the coast on my way to a yoga class or to go to dinner or hang out with some friends. And so many times I find myself thinking, man, how did this happen? How did I get lucky enough to get to see this beautiful ocean on a daily basis? Or why, why is it my life that got to be the one where I get to live with beauty and safety and comfort every day? Now, you could look at that and say, well, you know, I'm entitled to that. I work my butt off to be able to earn that and to be able to live here. But really, it's just such a blessing because 
even though we do work that hard, there's a lot of people in the world that work and bust their butts just as hard or harder than I do. Yet, for some reason, I'm the one that got to be fortunate enough to have this life. And so I take those special moments and those moments of beauty and really try to take them in and always express gratitude for them. So think about what are the special moments in your life? What are those things, the smell of being out in the morning and smelling freshly cut grass or dew in the air? Simple little things, listening to the birds chirping when you get up in the morning and taking that time to slow down and really realize all the gifts that you have in your life. And the simple things that have been gifted to you are just precious and and you really need to recognize them every single day. Number four, people who practice gratitude or who are highly grateful are grateful to other people and not just to things. So in the example that I just used, even though I admire the ocean and I am grateful that I get a chance to look at the ocean, I have to realize that it's the hard work that my husband and I put in and be able to go to him and say, you know what, I'm grateful for you for putting in all that hard work to contribute to our livelihood. I'm grateful to the people that I work with that trust me and that they allow me into their lives and to practice the work that I love doing with them. So you need to express that gratitude to others because not just because it makes them feel good, but because it strengthens that social bond that connects us all. We have to stop and realize all the people that are in our lives, that are making things happen, that are contributing to the beauty and the happiness that we live in every single day. Number five, they mention pancakes. Okay, that's a little weird, (laughs) but even though I think of pancakes as happy food and always have, mentioning pancakes is really more about being specific. It's the habit of being very specific when you're expressing gratitude to others. So just as I said about recognizing that people are responsible, it's not just the things in life that you're grateful for, the experiences that you see that you realize you're grateful for, but the people who are behind them. And so when you express gratitude to others and recognize the little things and point them out specifically, like saying, I'm so grateful that you make banana pancakes for me on my birthday. And one thing that I've always noticed about this practice of specifically pointing out things that you appreciate is that it not only makes people feel good that you recognize that, but it might just get you more pancakes more often. Keto diets be damned. Eat the happy pancakes. And finally, the sixth habit of highly grateful people. Thinking outside the box. Now, this is an interesting habit, and this is one that's really not for the faint of heart, and it's not to be taken glibly. Uh, This is a type of gratitude that we use to really get through tough times. And It's what we do to try to see challenging situations through a different perspective. So for example, having cancer is not something that most of us would say that we're grateful for. But after processing everything that's encompassed in this experience, 
you might look at it and realize that because of having cancer, you changed your life in some way, or you met someone, or you got to know someone in a different way that you're very grateful for. And you begin to recognize that this is something that you would have never experienced or something that would have never happened to you had you not had cancer. So for instance, I know I wouldn't be here talking on this podcast today if I had not had cancer. And I'm grateful for the family bonds that grew even stronger because I did have cancer. I'm grateful for the amazing people that I've met and for the incredible survivors, really and truly, whose lives I've been honored to be invited into. And for the dear friends whose brave fight has been lost, but whose memories will inspire me to be grateful every single day for every single breath that I have in this life because of what I've seen them go through. And I'm grateful to each and every one of you who take the time to listen to this podcast. And I wish for you a full and happy and healthy holiday and a life filled with gratitude. I'd love to hear the things that you're grateful for and how you practice gratitude in your life. So if you're not part of my Facebook community yet, please find me at Laura Lummer on Facebook and Twitter and the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach on Instagram. Check out my website, lauralummer.com, where you can download my free book, Six Habits of Healthy, Happy Breast Cancer Survivors. And if you enjoy this podcast, please take the time to leave a positive review on iTunes to make it easier for other survivors to find it too. I hope you have a safe and happy and wonderful Thanksgiving. And until next time, remember, let your lifestyle be your medicine. You've put your courage to the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before. Your heart is full and wanting more. Your future's at the door. Give it all you got. No hesitating, you've been waiting all your life This is your moment